Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. One of the most important prepositions in the New Testament is the preposition in. I-N in English and E-N in the Greek New Testament. The preposition in is used over 120 times in the Greek New Testament. And Having said that, let me say that the most important prepositional phrase in the Greek New Testament is the phrase in Christ, in Christ. And so these two words are very important for believers because they bespeak the new ontology. That is in Christ. They bespeak the new relationship that the believing one has with the living God through Christ. Indeed, when an individual has been born anew or born again by the Spirit of God, he or she becomes brand new in Christ. Now, Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, I'm going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one dies for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, and the word man there is gender inclusive. It means male and female. Wherefore, if any man be in Christ, and there's that wonderful prepositional phrase, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is important for us to understand as believing ones to Jesus. The language is amazing. We have a qualitatively new relationship with God through Christ. 
So back to the uh, prepositional phrase in Christ. So the preposition in means locative of sphere. That is, it speaks the new location of the believing one. And we also have, this preposition is also a preposition of rest. And so, and the object of the preposition is Christ. So it is locative of sphere. That is, it bespeaks our new relationship. And it is a preposition of rest in Christ. So this formula, this prepositional formula, is the foundation of Pauline Christology. It is the foundation of his preaching. Paul preached the living Christ and nothing else. He says this most emphatically in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. When you have an opportunity, please read 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I want you, uh, please also read Galatians chapter 1 because I want you to see and understand what God accomplished through the incredible mind of Paul and why Paul stated in his letter to the, uh, to the Philippians that his greatest desire was to know him. And it is a very pregnant, very profound statement that, that Paul utters. Uh, that his, he, he says that his greatest desire was to know Jesus. This is a very profound uh, type of awareness. Indeed, Paul's self-understanding as a Pharisee, Paul's self-understanding of his, just who he was as an individual was exposed exploded when he met Jesus. He saw Jesus. And seeing Jesus changed everything for Paul. Paul was a persecutor of the church. He persecuted the the people of God. And Jesus met him and Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why? persecutest thou me and Paul fell to the earth and the language in the Greek is very interesting because it it is the word uh, for resurrection that when Paul stood up from the ground after meeting with Christ it, it depicts a resurrection or a new position or a new state of being Paul had scales over his eyes He was now blind, but he could see. He could see anew. He no longer had the the mind of the flesh that was dominated by cosmic thinking, cosmic belief, cosmic practices, and cosmic philosophy. His man-centered understanding evaporated. Once he met the living Christ, who changed him completely and forever. Paul 
surrendered uh, unto Jesus. Paul knew that he had been born anew through this encounter. And so he went to Arabia where he spent time uh, absorbing the meticulous and accurate knowledge of God. So Paul's understanding of Christology and who Jesus was was acute, accurate. It was also comprehensive. It was wonderfully powerful because he was to be the one who would take the gospel, the good news of God, of what God had done through Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, that is, to the nations. And Paul suffered incredible trials and tribulations because of his commitment to the good news. Listen, the gospel must be preached in the cosmic system. And the cosmic system is militantly opposed to the good news of Jesus because the gospel is more than a threat. The gospel bespeaks the new reality of what God is doing. God is doing a new thing, said Isaiah. God And God's new thing is what? It is the message of Jesus Christ. It is the message of salvation. It is the message of what God has done through the blood of his dear son. So Jesus died. Jesus was buried. But Jesus on the third day rose again, ever to remain so. And so he stood up out of the grave. No grave could hold him. And Paul and Peter's great sermon on the day of Pentecost, he talks about how death tried to restrain or hold down the Son of God. But death comes under the authority of God. So death could not hold him down. Death could not keep him in the grave because he is Lord over all. Indeed, Jesus has the keys of death and Hades. And so with the ultimate conquest over sin and, and over the devil, we have this wonderful message called the gospel or the good news. Listen, so we go back to Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Paul states, therefore, if any individual, let us say, in Christ, New creation. You have words there that are italicized. The word, uh, the verb be, the stay of being verb, before the prepositional phrase in Christ, it is italicized. And after the prepositional phrase in Christ, we have he is a new. Those words are not in the original text either. They are italicized. New creation. New creation. Old Things, wonderful word in the Greek. And so the word here is archaei, archaei, from which we get our word 
archaeology, and it means that which is ancient, that which is ancient. Peter, in 2 Peter chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 9, uses the word pali, from which we get our word, uh, the Greek is also paleos, from which we get our word paleontology. And Peter uses it to mean there that which is of long duration, old years, or worn out. These men, both Paul and Peter, preached something wonderfully different, and that was what God was doing in Jesus. God was doing something new. And so I want you to see why the gospel does not proclaim human psychology or a human understanding because this message is fresh ever to remain so. These are the words that are used in the Greek for our brand new life. We have a brand new, a, a new life in Christ that is fresh ever to remain so. So Paul writes, therefore if any in Christ new creation old things our chaos are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That is qualitatively new. This is what God offers. This is the new life that God offers in Christ. And so, beloved, it behooves us to listen and to appreciate what God has done because he has done something marvelous for us. The finished work of Jesus. Now, what's holding you back? I hope nothing is holding you back. You can go right now. Uh, please read First Corinthians 15, and you can talk with God about what is going on in your life and tell him that you want something new. You want Jesus. You want what Jesus has to offer. You want a brand new life. You're tired of the worn out things of the cosmos. You're tired of abusing yourself and abusing others. You've, people have told you certain things would bring life satisfaction and they have not. But let me tell you, if you come to Jesus, you will find you will the satisfaction in your life that is eluding you presently. Come to Jesus, and you will have a wonderful life. Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich. God bless you.